Welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. This series will question the assumption that people are psychologically broken and need to be fixed. We will talk about how seeing people as innately healthy will change all of your interactions and outcomes. This is a true paradigm shift, and it simplifies the entire process of dealing with mental distress and allows for more profound and immediate changes. Hi, and welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. I'm Judy Sedgman. And I'm Christine Heath. And we're here to talk to you today about the tail wagging the dog, which is another way of saying, are we looking at the product of our ability to think, or are we looking at the way life works, the fact that we think? And when, uh, when Chris and I were talking about the title, the first thing I thought about is it's really good if you think about it, you know, kind of realistically, if your dog is sad, you know, it wouldn't occur to you to say, just wag your tail, you'll feel much better. Because the, the waggy tail is a sign that the dog, it's a natural thing that happens. Dogs don't plan it. Their tail starts to wag when their spirits are lifting or when they see something, their owner or something, that you know, they, they're excited about. And I, I'm a cat person, so I'd say the same thing. I can't tell my cat, oh, purr, you'll cheer right up. You know, it's like, that does, that's not how it works. But we have a tendency, I, I know that in, in traditional therapy, one of the first things that some of my clients tell me that they've heard from people, and w- when we use the words, they don't mean the same thing, is we'll change your thoughts and you'll feel better. So that's positive thinking. You know, so that's like saying wag your tail. So the client will say, well, I do. I get up in the morning and I say, okay, you're fine. You'll be all right. But I don't believe it. And that's the problem is that we know, you know, we're we're thinking through a state of mind that we're in. We're using our ability to think the best we can, given the level of consciousness or the state of mind that we're at. And if we think more about it, we just keep ourselves at that level. But if we let the thoughts pass and we look to quiet down and go deeper, you know, in a different, higher state of mind, the quality of our thinking is different. So instead of getting up in the morning and, you know, feeling kind of grumpy and looking in the mirror and telling yourself positive things, you know, you get up in the morning, realize that you're a little bit grumpy and go, well, you know, and just go on with your morning and your head goes elsewhere. Your thinking kind of follows the present moment if you're not focused on it. And the next thing you know, you're surprised to discover that you feel better. And this is, you know, it's the difference between keeping yourself stuck in old thoughts and trying to use them or work them or make them better or allowing thoughts to come and go and recognizing some of them are a little nicer than others and our moods are constantly changing. We're always moving up and down. You know, I think, you know, I think it happened innocently, really, because when you sit down and you talk to somebody who's troubled, Mm -hmm. they're going to talk to you about what's on their mind. Mm-hmm. And so what's causing their experience of anxiety or depression or whatever it is, is that their thinking about it is what's causing it, right? So they're going to tell you, this is what I'm thinking about. But they're in their mind, they're not telling you about their thoughts. They're telling you about their life. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's outside of them. Right. Or if they could change the outside world then they would feel happy. Then they'd feel secure. They'd feel safe again. 
And that's kind of opposite because the problem is, is the way the outside world looks to you is a creation of your own thinking, right? So you end up in this crazy self-fulfilling prophecy, whereas what you think is what you see, and then you react to life based on that being accurate or truthful. And then it validates what you think. It's like, it becomes like very self-fulfilling in that way. And, And then it gets more real and more real. And over time, you know, like I, I've got, I get people that have been through like veterans that go through the VA system. They've had tons of therapy, residential therapy, inpatient, outpatient, you name it. And they get them to talk about all the awful things that ever happened to them. Mm-hmm. And they can sometimes barely have a, ha- have the ability to, to deal with life because they're so caught up with all the labels they get and what's wrong with them and their diagnoses, they got to manage their anxiety and they got to manage their depression. Like they're things, right. That we pack in our suitcase and we take around with us no matter where we go. But that's the byproduct of the principles. When we use the principles in ways that, that we, when we don't understand the principles and we're using them in ways that are kind of backwards to the way they're designed, we create a state of dysfunction. Right. So then we, that w- people come in, they talk about that state of dysfunction, and then we try to help them with it. So we, tr- we get into problem solving the state of dysfunction, what happened in the past, understanding why their father would do that, understanding that this is war, things happen in combat. You know, so we're kind of trying to sometimes relive it, this flooding thing where oh. they take people back in the past and they make them relive the whole drama and no wonder they don't want to go back to that kind of therapy because it's God awful. It's that the experience is bad because the person doesn't know it's just thought. Yeah. It's like it's real. So um, it, I mean, I see the innocence in it that we look, we look at how people were suffering and then trying to get them to think differently about it, to process it differently, to understand how to, meditate or to do mindfulness thinking at least we've progressed that far but there's a way that we look at a person as broken or sick or the diagnosis that we've given them and then we're treating that as if it's a thing but that's just what they're creating so it's too late already like yeah. once created anxiety talking about it isn't going to make it go away they already had it well and worse than that talking about it is going to amplify it that's the right. more you talk about it, the bigger it gets. That's right. You know, it's funny when I used to, uh, I used to do a regular group for veterans with PTSD through Goodwill. And one of the Goodwill people that was a regular employee there uh, listened in a lot, you know, because they, they were right there. It's so like in the building was, I was in the middle of it in the, in the open space. And um, so and it was supposed to be for veterans with PTSD. So the, the person who was listening in came to me one day and says, how come you never talk about PTSD? I mean, isn't that what your group is about? And I said, no, my group is about not having PTSD. <laughs> and if I talk about it, they all remember it and they go right back there. So he said, well, I have to say, it's kind of interesting to me that I've seen guys sitting in your group laughing and having a good time and I never thought they'd ever do that again. And he was like a mentor. He wasn't a counselor. He was like a person who helped them find a job. And he said, you know, my biggest problem is I tell him, now, look, you can't go in there like a big sad sack and start telling him how you had these terrible war experiences. And, you know, you want to go in with enthusiasm for the job and where you could go with it and everything. And he said, they just, they don't get it. 
And I said, well, I'll help you with that. So, um, you know, I, I, I said, why don't you come? Because I'll do a couple of sessions on being in the present moment and let, leaving the past where it belongs. And the guys were saying like, yeah, but that's my, that's my identity. You know, I, I, was a, I was a normal kid. I was a regular kid. And then I went in the service and I had all these terrible experiences. Now I have PTSD and I've had it for years and I'm going to have it for the rest of my life. And it doesn't seem fair not to tell the employer, you know, that I might be a problem. <laughs> And I said, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to tell you that deep down, you're not a problem. There's really nothing wrong with you except of all the thinking that you keep doing about stuff that you can't change and that's over. And if you, if, you, if you would allow it to just be part of your story, that you don't like to revisit that often. I said, it's sort of like if you have a scrapbook every, let's say you keep a scrapbook every year. And there are a couple of years that you don't like that much. You probably don't pull them down off the shelf and look at them as often as you look at the others because you think, oh yeah, that's that year where my hair was terrible. And, you know, I had all that trouble with my brother or whatever. (laughs) So you don't look at it. And I said, that's how our memories are. We, they're there. We're not going to forget them, but the more you bring them, bring them forward and think that they're, they're the problem, the more they become part of the present instead of where they belong in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it's just kind of interesting that we get when we're blind to how that all works, how the principles work, that we um, get caught up in the content of our thinking. You know, we try to like, like if we think about it enough, like somehow we'll be better, we'll feel better. So it's kind of reminding people that, they're the good feeling that they're looking for. And I'm not even talking about being happy all the time. I'm just having a sense of security of knowing what's going on. Like you might still have, you know, malfunctions in your thinking, but if you know that that's what it is, you don't get so freaked out about it. And if you're freaked out about it, you start like adding oil to the slip. You know, it's like if you start slipping and you hit oil, it's like, it just makes it makes you slide more. And so you get more caught up in your thinking, you get more um, feeling out of control and unable to change it. And it's just kind of stopping and saying, wait a minute, I'm already creating that. I just need to focus back in this moment in my health. My health is always inside of me, never goes away. Okay, calm down, relax. Mm-hmm. And do this naturally. I mean, if you think of any time that you've actually had a real problem in your life, like a car accident or something that happens, we move into that state without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then when we're walking around in our life, we don't pay attention to it. It's like somehow it's not there. Right. It, and so the idea of just calming down and letting your thoughts go, that's like revolutionary. In fact, I was talking to this guy, he's like so much therapy and so much analysis. He's got like two master's degrees and he's very, uh, he's much of a thinker. And then he'd say things like, oh, yeah, I'm having a a thought storm right now. I'm having a thunderstorm in my head. Yeah. But just seeing that that's all it is and not his many diagnoses and and everything, it's like he's starting to catch on a little bit that this is a byproduct of how he's using the principles in the moment, how he's creating his experience is a better way of saying that, in the moment. Mm -hmm. Now, once you see how it works, it doesn't mean you don't suffer from it. it. Doesn't mean you don't, you know, have to deal with it from time to time. But you know it will pass, right? 
but it doesn't have the same weight. I think it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, you know, it's not like something just came and kicked you in the face, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, there's that thought again. That always bums me out. But you know, once you get, in my experience, at least once in my own life that I realized that everything is thought, everything. So if I don't think it, it's, it, it's not in my life. The yeah. only way that anything can get into my life is if I bring it to mind, That's whether right. I mean to or not, if it pops into my head or whether I deliberately think it. Yeah. And when I know that, it's almost like uh, it becomes a shield to have that knowledge that thoughts are not um, things. They have no power. They're just images that become very real when we become conscious of them. Our consciousness that's part of the beauty of consciousness. It gives us a very rich life because it brings our thoughts so vividly to life. But when they're vivid and we don't know that consciousness is something we're part of us too. And all we're doing is like, you know, we're part of a functional system that allows our thinking to become very vivid for us. And if we're looking at the picture and we don't like it, we look away. And another picture starts popping into mind because our thoughts are always moving and they have no, no solidity. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that, uh, that as soon as I saw the power of thought, just an amazing thing, but it lost any, any power over me because I'm the thinker. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that, I thought, well, you know, my thoughts are not running me. I used to, I used to tell people, I used to think my thoughts were leading me around like a dog on a leash. <clears throat> and then I realized, no, I'm the one with holding the leash. <laughs> you know, I'm the dog and the leash. <laughs> and I'm leading myself around with my, my power to think. And, uh, it was so freeing, so freeing. And I remember sometimes when I would have like really kind of sad thoughts or anxious thoughts, I'd be kind of excited at first, you know, and I would think, oh, wow, now I'll see how I do, you know, because I, I know their thoughts. <laughs> and I, before that, I used to think that they were the world giving me information that was really important. Mm-hmm. So I honestly think that the... Uh, that that's a simple people say well it's the principles how do i use the principles you're always the principles are life that's how life works mm-hmm. there's no way to be not using the principles we are the principles at work but it's the question of do you know that because consciousness gives us the illusion that the world is happening to us mm-hmm. the principles give us the truth that the the world is happening through us it's kind of cool that you're um, reacting to uh, to your own thinking about life rather than to life. And so for me, like there's there's certain habits I have, right? Thought habits that I can tell that I'm starting to go too fast. I'm starting to think too much. I'm too busy in my head, and and I can feel that I'm. For me, it's overwhelm. I I I like I got too much to do. I can't handle it all. Oh my gosh! And I'm like, okay, Chris, (laughs) in the moment, relax. You're just a little bit off balance here. And sometimes it takes a few minutes. Sometimes it takes a day. But eventually, I get back to myself, and then I don't know why I was so overwhelmed because I still have the same amount of stuff to do. 
I'm not impacted by it. So I tend to see that as really helpful to people to make friends with their experience. Right. Not be afraid of it because that's just the only way you can tell when your thinking's off. That's the problem is that we are thinking and we don't see it. We don't know it. So we create these experiences that are awful and sometimes a little bit awful, sometimes a lot awful. But if you know that that's all that means, then you can do something about it. And you don't have to analyze it for the rest of your life or, you know, like go and talk about it every time you do. Because, you know, it's just part of life. You get, we get thinking. We're human beings and we, we think a lot and we live in a world that really values really kind of processing our whole life and understanding it and thinking about it rather than really trusting our feeling and our, our mental well-being to bring us that new, better experience. That's a, that's a really, you know, that's, that's the whole heart of it to me, is that how easily our thinking changes when we're not trying to change it. And that, to me, is a beautiful aspect of the principles as well, is just understanding that, you know, if you, if you turn away for a second, something different happens in your head. And I've seen it happen so often now that I've come to take it for granted. But, you know, when I first saw that happen, like with clients, it was amazing to me because I, the person, like I had one time, I had this woman that um, she was, she was, she had a reason to be sure she was being followed because she'd been stalked by somebody who was quite dangerous to her. And she ended up moving to where, where I live. Uh, which was pretty far away from where she lived before and she didn't contact her friends and so on. And she was very careful to uh, try to hide her tracks so he couldn't find her. And then she made the mistake of taking a phone call from um, somebody she went to high school with who also knew this guy and uh, then realized that he knew where she lived now because she answered the phone and he had the right number. She didn't know how he got it. And um, she got terrified and she, she worked for a big box store. So she comes in to talk to me and she's telling me how terrified she is. And this is terrible. She was crying. She was really upset. And I said, well, there's got to be an answer because you got away from him one time. And now you understand a mistake that you made that, you know, you won't make that mistake again. And she, all of a sudden, you know, we just started kind of laughing about it and saying, you know, you're still safe. He hasn't, you know, let's just try to give yourself a chance here to come up with a different idea. And we, you know, we were just talking and all of a sudden she said, oh my gosh, I work for this store. This store has stores all over the country. And she said, I'll just ask them to transfer me. <laughs> and she said, they can transfer me in a week. And uh, I said, gee, that that's a great idea. And she said, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm going to go right now. She said, thank you very much. Thank you so much. And she took off. Well, she did. She went and talked to the HR person at the store she worked at who had a similar background, you know, had, had similar experiences. And she took care of it immediately. She was gone in three days. Wow. And, um, you know, they said, we'll never tell anybody where you transferred to. Don't tell anybody here. Just, you know, we'll say you quit your job. And just go and think she went all the way across country. And I got a postcard from her after a while saying everything was fine. She was enjoying her new life and everything is good. But see, uh, that's how, I mean, that's how quick it happens when her head cleared for just a second. 
She just right. calmed down enough that that great idea occurred to her and it was like everything was fine. Right. And, and that's she, how it works. And she listened to it. Right. She didn't overthink it. She didn't say, oh, I can't do that because of this and that. It's like it came in so strong, the feeling that came with it. Right. Just like, boom. Right. That's a great story. Yeah. yeah and, you know, that's the thing. People do this all the time. They just don't know it's, they're doing it. Right. So they don't know to, to, to go to that, to really listen to that. And it's such, it's so much fun when you, when you start to realize how it works, because you just feel so much more self-confident and you feel so much less fear. You don't have to try to manage everything that could possibly happen and think your way through life. I mean, it just makes life. So it's not so like walking through molasses, you know, when you're doing that thinking, when you let go of it, it's like, wow, this is just beautiful, free feeling. And that feeling that's what freedom is. Kind of makes you want to wag your tail. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, well, that's it for, for today, I think. Yep. And um, we hope we'll see you next week for Psychology Has It Backwards. But meanwhile, enjoy your life and aloha. Aloha. We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com.